It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Brought to you by our friends at Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. So the next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless Visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. What's going on, everybody? Billy Rossetti with you guys here as we are going to talk about another victory for the Carolina Panthers. It feels good now to talk about these wins, doesn't it? This is two in a row now for the Panthers as they've worked their way back up to 2-2 two and two after an 0-2 start, after defeating the Arizona Cardinals 31 to 21, uh, a great day pretty much across the board for the Panthers. They did a, a really nice job. Uh, the offense really got going, uh, did a solid job kind of uh, containing Arizona's defense or uh, Arizona's offense, excuse me, really didn't let any of their receivers uh, beat them up badly. And we'll you know get into some of these numbers in a little bit. But overall, I mean, you know, just kind of a general thought to start things off. You have to be really pleased right now with the way the uh, the Panthers played both on Sunday and really how they've played now in the last couple of weeks. This has been a, uh, a really nice step up in terms of, you know, the competitiveness that they've shown and now their ability to win some of these games. I mean, they go into Los Angeles and beat the Chargers, you know, always a, a tough, tough trip to go across country and win on the road, and then you you come home against a Cardinals team that started two and zero, you know probably could have been three and zero with the game against the Lions, but you get the Cardinals a good offense, uh, kind of hold them in check, get the victory, and now you're two and two going into the second quarter of the season, and we'll touch on this a little bit because we'll st- start looking at the standings. I mean, you take a little bit of a peek and you see that. Carolina is actually tied right now for the final playoff spot in the NFC. Didn't think we'd be saying that four weeks into the season. I mean, obviously very early, but that's how things stand right now. They're not in the playoffs, but they are right there. And that is certainly uh, very nice to be saying even four weeks into the Matt Rule era in a year that we thought was going to be quite the rebuild, but Matt Rule has already changed the culture of of this team and, and the winning culture of this team. And you can already see the effects, you know, even in those first two games, you know, despite starting 0-2, you know, there was a lot of fight in these Panthers those first two games. Obviously, it was a very close loss week one against the Raiders. Week two, you know, f- fought hard, 
but was ultimately kind of overmatched by the Buccaneers. But you then you look at week three against the Chargers, week four against uh, the Cardinals, and they've really kind of picked up steam here in these last couple of weeks. And it's really been exciting to watch just how fierce this Carolina Panthers team has been playing so far this season. And it's one of the biggest reasons now that they've won two in a row and they're building a little bit of momentum now that they're going to get into you know a pretty division-heavy quarter of the season. Three of their next four games now are in the NFC South, including both meetings with the Atlanta Falcons, which of course is their next opponent day on the road. And it's, you know, obviously a bit of a preview. Always excited to talk to Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons, so we'll be doing that later on this week. But in terms of Sunday's game, you know, we'll just run through the numbers real quick and then we'll kind of talk about it. Uh, it was a great, another very solid day for Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, we've been saying that kind of all season, but he's just done a really nice job of, you know, taking care of the football. He did throw one interception, but overall, solid day. 26 of 37, 276 yards, two passing touchdowns, and also ran for a touchdown uh, with six carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. First time since 2015 that Teddy Bridgewater rushed for a touchdown. So that was certainly very exciting to see. So really, really happy for that. And then you saw the uh, the rushing attack was pretty well mixed up a little bit. It wasn't one guy getting all the work. It was uh, a fairly even split, a little more in favor of Mike Davis. He had 16 carries for 84 yards. Reggie Bonifant, 10 carries for 53 yards. So they really got him involved uh, quite a bit more. But when you boil it down, and then Teddy Bridgewater, 6 for 32, interestingly enough... Those all work out, you know, rounded off. Those pretty much all work out to the same yards per carry, interestingly enough, about 5.3 yards per carry. So it was a, a very effective, uh, pretty effective rushing day for the Carolina Panthers. As a team, they rushed for 168 yards uh, and then threw for, like I said, 276. Uh, but it was the rushing game uh, that really did a nice job of kind of keeping. Uh, the Cardinals off the field a little bit. And then, you know, through the air, Robbie Anderson once again leading the charge with 99 yards on eight catches. Uh, Mike Davis, five catches for 20, uh, 27 yards. DJ Moore, four catches, 49 yards. Curtis Samuel, 51 yards on three catches. And then the number's kind of down from there. Two for 18 for Bonifin, two for five. And a touchdown. Bonifant also had a touchdown as well. Uh, but Ian Thomas, two catches, five yards on the touchdown. And then one catch for 17 yards for Chris Manhurts. One catch for 10 yards for Seth Roberts. So overall, you know, spread it out nicely as they've been doing kind of all season long. You know, eight different Panthers catching the football. Six Panthers with at least uh, two catches and uh, four with at least three. So... Overall, really like the way the Panthers have been spreading the football out this season. They're not just limiting themselves to Anderson, Moore, or Samuel. You're getting, you know, the the tight ends involved a, a little bit. I mean, Ian Thomas only had two catches, but he did have five targets. Uh, Bonifin got involved a little bit, and then you know Mike Davis just continues to get involved. I mean, this is now 
21 catches in three games since taking over for uh, Christian McCaffrey. And, of course, the first game, he really only played in the fourth quarter because it wasn't until later in the game that McCaffrey went down. So, I mean, Mike Davis is averaging seven catches a game. Can't ask for much more than that out of out of your running back. You know, yeah, the Panthers have Christian McCaffrey, so that's helped a little bit. But it's nice that they haven't gotten away from that game plan even with the drop in talent. But obviously it's not like Mike Davis is a bad running back. He's, you know, got some he's got that veteran juice and we praised him all training camp for, you know, how well he was practicing and how well he was playing and really earned that number two role. But Bonifin, you know, we can't forget about him. We he had a couple flashy plays last season and you know still kind of stuck around this year. And this was kind of almost his breakout game on Sunday. Again, 53 rushing yards and um, 18 receiving yards and a touchdown. So 71 total yards and a touchdown. Not a bad day for a guy like Bonifin. But like I said, overall, I thought the offense just continues to move the ball well. Uh, offensive line had a much better day. Greg Little, much better performance than in week three against the Chargers. So that was really nice to see. That was obviously the big concern coming out of week three with, and especially with Russell Okung again missing this week's game. But Greg Little kind of, you know, softened the uh, the worry a little bit with his performance. You know, he still had some moments where he got beat a little bit. But again, we're talking about a, uh, like, you know, like we did last week with the Chargers. We're talking about a Cardinals defense that has a really good defensive front. Obviously, Chandler Jones and some of these other guys. But this was, as I've said throughout the week, this was an active defensive line. But overall, um, the Panthers, I thought, did a, a solid job of, you know, protecting Teddy Bridgewater. In fact, I don't even recall uh, Teddy Bridgewater really really being under much pressure or, um, you know, really getting sacked too much as I kind of double check here. But yeah, no, the, the, the Cardinals did not sack Teddy Bridgewater at all uh, on Sunday. So again, really nice job of protecting, protecting Teddy Bridgewater. You know, you only have the, um, you had the one interception, from Teddy Bridgewater, and then in terms of fumbles, uh, Kyler, Mur Kyler Murray lost a fumble, while uh, the Panthers uh, did not fumble the ball at all. So only one turnover for the Panthers. Again, that's usually, you know, we've we've talked about this a number of times. Usually, when you don't turn the the when you don't turn the ball over, you're going to win football games, and this ex that's exactly what happened here. So. Great job there by the Panthers overall. Um, you know, again, especially on offense, taking care of the football, and that's one of the big reasons why they scored 31 points and went on to win this game. So that's kind of a quick rundown of the offense. We'll talk about the defense in a little bit, but uh, before we get into that, want to give a shout out to a couple of our great sponsors. First, our friends over at DoorDash. You know, you you guys have uh, have counted on restaurants. Uh, for so long now they're counting on you and while some dining rooms may be closed they're still open for delivery with DoorDash 
DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. And with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. And many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, so just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left right at your door. And DoorDash community or DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to help keep communities that we operate in very safe. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On. So don't forget, that's code Locked On for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And today's episode also being brought to you by our friends at Roman. Hey, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we just avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it because with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it is simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go, go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL, and if approved, you will get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL, GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Let's talk about the defense a little bit here for the Carolina Panthers, particularly kind of the coming out party of Yitor Gross Matos. This was uh, definitely the best game he's played so far, and it was really, really nice to see him, you know, after he obviously was banged up a little bit the first couple of games. But this was um, this was his big day. In fact, look quick at the uh, the snap counts just to kind of see how um how he was kind of utilized actually i'm sorry the snap counts aren't up yet, at least at the time i'm recording this um but gross mottos overall really really productive day he had a fumble recovery uh ended up with three total tackles uh had the only sack of the game like i said earlier the panthers did a nice job protecting teddy did not let him get sacked Kyler Murray was sacked once, and it was from Gross Matos, and he uh, recovered a fumble from Kyler Murray that was forced by 
Trey Boston. So a solid day for Gross Matos. So again, kind of his uh, coming out party. But overall, the defense just continued to fly around, which they've done all year, and it's really been nice to see. Jeremy Chin just continues to lead the charge. Eight tackles, uh, eight combined tackles, leading the Panthers, followed by Justin Burse, who had six, also had a tackle for a loss, and a pass defended. Shaq Thompson had five tackles, two tackles for a loss. Uh, Dante Jackson with five as well. And then, uh, you know, we were kind of curious what was going to be the um, the rotation or the usage of guys like Rasul Douglas and Eli Apple. Now that Apple is back and Troy Pride. Well, Rasul Douglas wound up being the best of the corners again with uh, four tackles. And um, then you had Troy Pride, who had two total tackles. Uh, Dante Jackson... You know, like I said, five tackles. So actually, I'm sorry, Dante Jackson had the most tackles. Uh, Rasul Douglas was uh, right there with him. But those have those have been the two best guys, really. And Eli Apple aggravated the hamstring injury again. So it's going to be more Rasul Douglas again going forward. But he's shown he showed in the first couple of weeks, even before Eli Apple came out, that uh, he deserves to be the second corner opposite Dante Jackson. So the Panthers, you know, that's turned out to be one of the the underrated or kind of the unsung waiver wire pickups so far this season was the claiming of Rasul Douglas, who has stepped right in and really taken charge of that second cornerback spot. And, you know, so quietly the Panthers have have built a, a nice duo at the cornerback position, you know, there's still some work to do, but Dante Jackson has had a, so far has had a nice third season, really bouncing back from what he was last year. Rasul Douglas has been playing well. And then Troy Pride has flashed at times as well in the times that he's been out there. So you've got three solid corners now with the Panthers. And then the, the entire secondary has obviously been tremendous. I mean, the additions of Jeremy Chin and Justin Burris have been a huge boost next to Trey Boston. So it's really been nice to see that unit improve. And then the front seven uh, has been playing well uh, as well. Derek Brown continues to flash a little bit. Um, K1 Short still kind of coming back from injury. He actually only ended up with one tackle, but it was his first game back from injury. But again, just um, a lot of a lot of players getting getting involved here. In fact, 17 total players registered at least one tackle uh, in this game. So, and, and on defense, I should say as well. So the Panthers have done a, a tremendous job of getting the most out of their talent and really utilizing a lot of the depth that they've had or that they've started to build at all three levels of the defense, not just the defensive line, but even at the linebacker position. And then as we just talked about the, uh, the secondary position, I mean, the fact that they only held Kyler Murray to just 133 yards passing. Now he was 24 of 31 and did throw three touchdown passes and overall had a rating of 116.7, but only 133 yards passing. They really didn't get, they really didn't let any of the Cardinals receivers beat them. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins led the way in receiving, but he only had 41 yards on seven catches. 
Dan Arnold was next in terms of number of yards with 39. And then Chase Edmonds had 24 yards in the touchdown on five catch, uh, five catches. Christian Kirk, 19 yards in the touchdown on three catches. And then nobody else had more than four receiving yards or two catches. So it was it was really the legs of Kyler Murray that wound up being kind of the entire offense of this team, the legs and the arm of Kyler Murray. Because you take away Kyler Murray's rushing day, which was really nice, but um, 48 of his 78 yards was on one play, and it was just Kyler making some nice moves and just taking off uh, really on a scramble. But you take his 78 yards away, and the Arizona Cardinals rushed for a grand total of 51 yards on 17 carries. Now, of course, the Panthers were leading for most of this game. They had a 21-7 lead uh, at halftime and, you know, never... Actually, I don't even think the Panthers ever trailed in this game. That's another big reason why uh, they won this game. They went wire to wire. You know, they were up 14-0 after the first, 21-7. So, yeah, the Panthers never trailed in this game. So... The Cardinals had to kind of abandon the run a little bit. And, I mean, you know, Kenyon Drake, I mean, it's been a rough start for him. We talked about his numbers, but Sunday was a rough day for him. Uh, 35 yards on 13 carries. And then Chase Simmons had 16 yards on four carries. So, again, credit where credit's due. The Panthers, tremendous effort on defense. You know, the Cardinals only totaled. About uh, they only ended up with 262 total net yards, while the Panthers had 444 net yards. And just some of these other numbers that are big reasons why the Panthers won. 7 of 11 on third down. That usually wins you games, especially when your defense forces the opposing offense to go just 3 of 9 on third down. So the Panthers... Much better on third down. Even converted a fourth down. Um, out, outgained to Arizona in total yards. Um, healthy margin. Again, 440, 444 to 262. That's going to win you games. Uh, the Panthers only had to punt one time. While the Cardinals punted five times. I mean, the numbers overall just uh, totally in favor of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, this was their game from the get-go. So, and then they they even out uh, outpossessed the Cardinals in this game, 37 minutes to about 23 minutes. So, this game was just all Carolina from start to finish. Just a, a great performance. And like I said at the top, it's really been fun to see this team really start to build confidence in themselves and really start to buy into the winning attitude that Matt Rule has brought with him from Temple and from Baylor. So you really like the direction now that this team is going and, um, you know, they could even be arriving a little earlier. And like I said at the top of the show, this team is now tied for the, uh, the final wild card spot in the NFC, the wild cards right now, or the first two wild cards right now, are the Rams and the Bears. Both are at three and one, and then you've got four teams 
all sitting at 2-2 two and two in the NFC. That's the Saints, the Panthers, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. So the, Saint, or the Panthers right now are kind of just behind the Saints, just for, you know, just basically because of the fact that the Saints do currently own the tiebreaker over the Panthers because of division record. The Saints, of course, have a win over the Buccaneers. The Panthers, of course, have a loss to the Buccaneers. But the Panthers, of course, can get their first division victory this Sunday when they travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, and I should say the 0-4 now uh, Atlanta Falcons. So... Should be now. Interestingly enough, I did see that the uh, the Falcons are early favorites, which is quite interesting. You know, the, the Falcons are at home. I, I get it, but Falcons are still winless. Panthers have won two in a row. Who knows? We'll see. So, uh, but we'll we'll obviously dive into the Falcons a little bit more as we uh, as we roll through here. But again, big big victory for the Panthers. They are now two and two. And now it is on to Atlanta to get ready for Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so before we wrap things up here, I do want to give uh, one more shout out to one of our sponsors, our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even deliciouser with 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors such as caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. Bars, of course, are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy as they are great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for the keto diet. So if you guys want to try Built Bar for yourself, all you got to do is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you will get ten dollars off your next order. So use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So just to swing around the NFC South real quick before we get out of here, mention the Falcons. They lost to the Packers. They are now 0-4. Saints started off slow against the Lions. Lions actually jumped out to a 14-0 lead, but the Saints bounced back, uh, wound up winning that game 35-29. So the Saints are now 2-2, and the Lions, who the Panthers, of course, we'll see in week 11, are now 1-3. and three. And then again, all those teams still looking up at the now 3-1 and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Tom Brady threw five touchdown passes to five different receivers. Interestingly enough, not Rob Gronkowski, uh, but five different receivers caught a touchdown pass in the 38-31 victory for the Bucs over the LA Chargers. So the Bucs are now at 3-1. and one. Going into a short week as they play Thursday night against the team the, the Panthers will see in week six. 
the Chicago Bears. So that should be interesting. And actually, too, I didn't even think of think of it till I saw the promo for it earlier. But this is Nick Foles versus Tom Brady for the first time since Super Bowl 52 when the Eagles beat the Patriots. But now it's the Bucks against the Bears. So that should be quite interesting. But that's the Thursday night game. Panthers, of course, are home against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. The Saints play on Monday night against the L.A. Chargers. And then, that's yeah, that's the NFC South uh, schedule for you. The Panthers against the Falcons. Bucks against the Bears on Thursday night. And then the Saints at home on Monday night against the Chargers. So, that kind of sets things up again. So, standings, obviously... Bucks three and one, Saints two and two, Panthers two and two, Falcons zero oh and four. So, Panthers will try to push the Falcons to zero oh and five and push Dan Quinn closer to leaving Atlanta. So, we'll see what happens. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Thanks for stopping by, making me a part of your day. Hope you have a great rest of it, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.